As we've been discussing, a crowdfunded legal case against Boris Johnson for allegedly abusing public trust during the EU referendum campaign is to receive a hearing in court in a week from today. Private prosecutor Marcus Ball alleges that the former Foreign Secretary committed three offences of misconduct in public office by endorsing and making statements which he knew to be false at a time when he was Mayor of London and an MP. Our UK correspondent Stuart Hughes joins me now. Good morning, good evening to you Stuart. Good morning Carrie. So how likely is it that you'll see Boris in the dock Uh, Well, that largely depends on the judge and whether he thinks that Boris uh, has a case to answer and we're not there yet in what is an unusual and perhaps uh, could be even a unique case in British legal history if it uh, goes to trial. Cast your mind back, if you will, to 2016, the Brexit referendum campaign. You may remember images of Boris Johnson when he was an MP and Mayor of London travelling up and down the UK in his big red bus campaigning for Britain to leave the European Union. And on the side of that bus, in huge letters on the news bulletins every evening were the words, we send the EU £350 million a week. Let's fund the NHS instead. Vote leave. Mm. The problem was that figure wasn't true. Um, And uh, it was pointed out to the Vote Leave campaign that it wasn't true at the time. Uh, The UK Statistics Authority wrote to them to say the claim was misleading and undermined trust in in official statistics because the real figure is estimated is nearer to £136 million a week, less than half the figure quoted by by Vote Leave because of uh, money the the UK gets back from Brussels. But as a piece of advertising, it was incredibly effective. And the former boss of the Vote Leave campaign went so far as to say that if that figure hadn't been repeated over and over again, that the Remain camp would have won the referendum. And it seems to have stuck in people's consciousness. Um, the King's College in London did a study more than two years later, and they found that more than 40% of people who'd seen that £350 million figure still thought it was true, uh, even though they, it was pointed out time and time again uh, that it wasn't. And as you said, a young prosecutor called Marcus Ball isn't prepared to met, let this matter lie. He's taking the case to court because he thinks that politicians uh, and the statements that they make in public matter. Yep. And he's raised around £370,000 through a crowdfunding campaign to try to prosecute Boris Johnson for intentionally lying. He says those lies represent uh, misconduct in public office. I've got to say, I'm no lawyer. Um, I would have thought the chances of a successful prosecution uh, and seeing Boris in the dock are pretty slim because, you know, with all these things, it's a matter of lies, damn lies and statistics. Did mm. Boris Johnson intentionally lie or did he simply spin the figures in a way that benefited the Leave campaign? I would imagine in court that's going to be uh, pretty difficult to prove. But going to court it is at Westminster Magistrates Court next Tuesday. Uh, Marcus Ball, who's raised the money to bring this uh, prosecution, will be going to court along with Boris Johnson's legal representatives. Um, So far, uh, Mr Johnson hasn't been called to give evidence. We'll wait and see how the case proceeds and whether the judge thinks he's got a case to answer. Why is it, do you think, that that the public and the voters do accept that politicians fudge figures, tell lies, mislead, misrepresent, when they don't usually let, say, the media get away with it or, um, you know, neighbours within their community who might slander them or defame them or misrepresent their, their business? You know, why is it that we seem to accept that politicians are able to do this? Whether it's just the cut and thrust of 
cut and thrust of political debate that people assume that uh, uh, politicians have always got an agenda uh, and figures are massaged or statements are massaged to uh, to suit their political needs, uh, or whether it's just the public have got very little faith in politicians generally. I mean, I'm always slightly disappointed when I see those annual figures of the most trusted and, and, and least trusted uh, groups of people in society. I think it's usually uh, journalists, yes. estate <laughs> agents and politicians who come up uh, top top of the poll, unfortunately for journalists like us. Um, I think it, it's probably certainly in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in New Zealand, that people just expect politicians to lie. It just seems to have become something uh, that it's expected that politicians do. But what Marcus Ball, uh, the person who's bringing this private prosecution, has said is, well, why should politicians be any different to any other group of people in society? If a company director lies to the shareholders about mm. financial matters, they can be prosecuted. If a member of the public is involved in a police investigation and lies to the police, they can be prosecuted because society and public trust just can't function if people are supplying false information. Uh, and the whole uh, background to this case is that, uh, that the people bringing this case, the people who back this case say, well, politicians shouldn't be any different to company directors or people involved in, in police investigations, that they should be held at the same high standards as everybody else. And this, uh, this seeming uh, ability of politicians to kind of say whatever they want if it suits their 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 political ends. That uh, you know, if you want to slap uh, the fact that three hundred and fifty million pounds a week is sent to the EU, well, it doesn't. If it's not true, then it doesn't matter. Um, what the people bringing this case say is yes, it does matter because we rely on truthful information from our public figures in order to make informed decisions. Yes, we do. Quite right. Lovely to talk to you as always, Stuart. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It was made on the hoof, and they never had a hope of fulfilling the promises made. Would be nice if we could hold them to account more than just every three years at election time, says Glenda. Well, do you accept that politicians tell fibs? Do you accept that when they say we're going to be building a thousand houses a year and nobody's going to die on our roads, elect us? That they're just, that's what they'd like. It's like, I'd like to be in a bikini on the cover of Sports Illustrated on my 55th birthday. I'd like it. It's very unlikely to happen, but, you know, it's aspirational. Let's go for that as my goal. You know, I mean, <laughs> you can't just suddenly switch a target to a, an aspirational goal. You can't make a blanket statement of, of your intent when you're in office, of what you'll do when you're in office, and then change it once you're in there and go, oh, yeah, but no, we just thought it'd be kind of nice if we did it. You know, and yet they do, and I'm not just singling out this particular government. Successive governments do it, and we put up with it. Why? 0800 80 10 80 16 to 10.